Hi, I'm Muriel. And I'm Nick. And welcome to Hella in, in Your 30s. This week, we bring you The Corona Diaries, Chapter 10. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hella in Your 30s. This is a podcast for people of all ages, all about navigating this dystopian world we live in. We hope that you had a beautiful Thanksgiving. Uh, Lots of love to everyone out there. I know people are... Look, the coronavirus is just raging. So it's back with a vengeance. Did it ever go anywhere? Apparently not. There Um, is... Okay, so here's... I, I'm impressed with you that you can figure, like, remember what? that it's been Coronavirus Diaries 10. I'm I had like, to look. I had to go back and look at our podcast feed and see what the last chapter was. I mean, it's been a long time since we've done one of these. You know why? Fatigue. <laughs> yeah. So over it. But it's like this podcast is like a diary for us. Yeah. So you do have to do a check-in at some point. Right. It's post-Thanksgiving. Pre-Christmas. Pre-Christmas. Um, just... Like naming off the things. Yeah. Uh, Trump hasn't conceded. Mm-hmm. Biden's going to be inaugurated unless the coup happens. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. What else? Uh, the coronavirus cases are higher than they've ever been. Hospitalizations are uh, skyrocketing yep. and pushing our system to the brink of collapse. And we are still in our apartment on unemployment <laughs> doing our project. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, basically the life right now that we're living. Oh, my God. I, I was thinking about this thing. What? Okay. This is a little deep. A deep cut. Okay, good. good, not, good. Okay, so there's this play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. This it's, is a deep cut. I think it's called Arcadia. All right. Okay, I might have told you about this. It's a really cool play. Uh-huh. It happens like every other scene uh-huh. is in the same setting, but like a hundred years apart with two stories that kind of parallel each other about these two different people. Ooh, right? very cool. And it's like about a mathematician and a hermit like a guy who who makes like a hermitage like a beautiful garden and whatever so is this an american play yes it's an american play and it's very modern (laughs) um this is where i'm gonna sound like an idiot all right because i'm not a scientist i am uh, a very cool artist (laughs) um just kidding i am an unemployed waiter uh no this play is like Built on like Newton's third law of thermodynamics or the second law of thermodynamics. Oh my God. It's, it's basically like the idea that, uh, eventually like that the energy that started the world, right? Like the big bang that <laughs> yeah. started the world is just slowly becoming like cooling, uh-huh. but not that it'll be cold. It just will all be lukewarm. So it's the idea that like you start off really strong, but like as the universe kind of continues, like everything sort of starts to atrophy. Right. Like the play is like it starts off with these like really clean scenes. Right. And it's like they're just jumping back and forth in time periods. But then eventually the scenes are overlapping. So like there'll be two scenes going on simultaneously Mm -hmm. and they start to meld together. Until one of them dies in a fire. <laughs> and it's like the end of the play. <laughs> but it's like this idea, like I, like this time reminds yeah. me so much of that. Where like there's this 
it's like how everybody says it's like when there's a dictator or like things shift or the death of democracy yeah. or like the pandemic it's so intense in yeah. march it has only been eight months i know and yeah, i'm already yeah, yeah. like i don't know blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> alexander hamilton <laughs> Well, it's hilarious, too, just this idea that the world's fate is just like a lukewarm mediocrity. Yeah. You know, and like even though the guy dies by a fire at the end of the play. I mean, it's not mediocre, but it is like it's like this. It's like there's a big pot of soup. Right. Uh And then you add in a beef bone. You're like, oh, that's going to be good. And then you add in some pepper and some salt. It's like, great, great, great. And then you add in some eggs and then you add in some tuna fish (laughs) and then you add in some like beans and some whipping cream (laughs) and then you add in like. I don't know, a bunch of ice cubes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And eventually it's like pandemic. And there's the avian, like the avian flu that's like ravaging Europe's like food supplies right now. Is that the one where the swans are bleeding out of their eyes yeah, or the coughing up blood and stuff? They're like squirting blood out of their nose and swimming around in circles. Like that's the apocalypse is this all the swans in the UK are dying. Oh God. I mean, it's like, it's like at a certain point, I'm like, do people want to listen to a Corona diary? <laughs> well, it's also like what the, the mink uh, farms in Oregon have a whole new strand of COVID coming up. Our hometown hero, Nate Robinson got KO'd by the YouTuber, Jake Paul. Oh yeah. That's really sad. <laughs> that was, I don't know. Everything's falling know. apart. You know, you know what was super sad about it too? What? He went in the ring wearing Rainer beach colors. Oh, that's where <laughs> Nick went to school. <laughs> it's so sad. No, you didn't go to school I didn't there. go to school in Rainer beach, but that's my other neighborhood high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, such a, such a tragedy. Yeah. So I don't know. Ah, uh, well, they're doing lockdowns again, but it seems like just too little, too late, or something. And I'm reading these like really heavy lockdowns in Nevada or whatever, and then you read about them, and you're like, oh, we haven't been doing those things for months. Well, I think the thing that is just so weird to me. Okay, so this is like L.A. So if you're not privy to L.A. Or if you are and you're just like, I don't want to listen to this. Well, guess what? We're going to force you. (laughs) No, like this is the thing about L.A., right? Is that at the beginning we had this like really strict lockdown and we were like, like businesses were closed. Like, you know, everything was kind of like really, really strict. Right. And now our cases and hospitalizations are higher than they've ever been at any point in the pandemic. Right. But the city council keeps coming out with these like statements being like well now that we know the science between masking and social distancing we don't need to have the same closures and it's like can i just say i'm not sure if it's working (laughs) yeah right (laughs) like it doesn't seem like whatever like they're like well now they're like what now you just have to comply but we know the science so there's not a need for such a strong lockdown so even though things are spiking it's like what are they doing they're like they're basically setting up an honor system that's not policed whatsoever. Right. It's like they tell you to stay in your house and not go hang out with other people. Nothing will stop you from doing that. Right. And then they have businesses closed to 20% capacity. We just went into a business and it was packed. I would say really randomly the last two things we went to an art supply shop and we went to, I guess the liquor store and they seemed more full than they've ever been. I think as people know, they're going to, they think they're going to get locked down at some point. So now, and it's the holidays and people are just out. But the thing is, is like, it's like this honor system thing has failed. So, uh, like, spectacularly, like, right. We're in the middle of the worst possible, Thing. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but it doesn't matter because the science shows that 
if we do it, it works. And then nothing is then, enforced. But, but then no one do does it. it. <laughs> right. Well, the other thing is, is they're like, well, now we know how to treat this. Like doctors know how to treat people better. Deadly. And yeah. they, they, they're figuring out how to actually deal with it, which is a big difference this time around. Except for that is not helpful if all of our doctors are exhausted and all the nurses are quitting and all the hospitals are overran. It's very... I mean, that's what I'm talking about, the soup, man. It's like we're just <laughs> yeah. kind of talking about something that's so insane. But it's been eight months. You know what I mean? And it sh- we should be like way at a level 10. Like at yeah. the beginning of this, I was like at a level 10. I was yeah. like, everything is so bright and shiny. I'm having like, you know, like I was <laughs> yeah. really like Sensory dialed into overload the world. Or yeah. And now I'm just kind of like, like literally I was walking around and I was like, I don't, I can't feel anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. I think I'm, I, I, I want to just come to terms with the fact that I'm like relatively numb. Well, you have, came, you said something really cool. You were like, just things are becoming increasingly irrelevant or it's just like the things that are being added to the irrelevant list just keep increasing right so just like more and more things you're like i don't know i don't think that matters anymore on a personal level and like on this like global scale of what you're supposed to care about right there's headlines everywhere right and i about what the new lockdown for la is yeah and it's like it's coming it's looming if you don't get your case that's the other thing about this is that they said if the cases are averaging 4500 a day that which is a lot for us yeah that they would do some sort of like extraordinary shutdown. Yeah. But they're doing it in phases. So we've been at 4,500 a day for like two days. weeks. Like, now I mean, or like something. half a week at this point. It's been like, <laughs> it started last week on like yeah. Wednesday. We had yeah. this like record breaking. I mean, it's just been like the, the, the red alert daily average has yeah. just been the daily average for like a really long time yeah and right. we're still like well let's just see how this works <laughs> yeah. well they're too scared they're just hedging their bets yeah. right so they did shut down outdoor dining but besides that they're just like we can't we can't shut down the businesses because we know that we have no actual ability or wherewithal to help these businesses are people, so we can't really shut them down. But what we can do is sort of scold them into telling them they better behave there, or else. There needs to be federal money. States can't run a deficit. Yeah. There has to be federal money, and there's no federal money, and they know it. Anyways, listen. <laughs> oh, I guess my point is, yeah. is that, like, you think, like, oh, my God, cases are skyrocketing, and we're going to have, like, these new rules to have to follow. And they dropped this new announcement saying tomorrow there's going to be a full new set of restrictions and i did read them and i was like this is so this is just irrelevant like i'm walking around and i'm just like this is not like it it does start to feel like shouldn't i be like you know it's like should be a town crier moment you know what i mean like what like a town crier moment it should be like Nick, they're dropping the new rules on monday you know (laughs) what i mean and it's like i just read them and i was like like what? How is this? It's not even different. Yeah, you know? right. It's just another headline I'm scrolling past. It's basically. weird. It's so weird. It's like I I don't know if this is like, like. Well, one thing we were talking about is I was like, I don't know if this is like some level of depression that I just yeah. haven't really experienced, which is in a pretty good mood, fairly <laughs> productive. Yeah, right. Doing like more art projects, taking yeah. long walks, and 
pretty much numb to everything. Yeah, I mean, it is just really interesting to think about this new level of depression. <laughs> That's yeah, sort yeah. of like, you know what? I think I just have to sort of feel kind of pleasant. I will. Oh, as a little update. What? I... Uh, I can't remember if I told the people this. I dropped my last therapist a while ago and I got a new therapist and which I just started with, which is also on a personal level. I just didn't even th- put this together, but it's actually coming right around the time of the year when I started feeling bad last year. Yeah. And the right, it's the exact same time, time of the year when I felt bad bad like i don't know eight years ago it's like right in this it's november holidays. december yeah. corridor that uh things have gotten rough for me in the past and it didn't even occur to me it's like kind of perfect timing yeah oh my god it's so weird that it's almost december I know. that just crushed me i actually can't even i didn't even think about that but i know that's like this thing it's like on a personal level it's like okay well we didn't have thanksgiving with anybody we were alone the food was delicious by the way that uh muriel's mother got us yeah that whole like if you guys listened to the episode last week our we all bought each other fancy thanksgiving meals from different local restaurants in the different cities that the family members are isolated in and i think it was a big hit for everybody yeah. i think that actually worked out really well we it was had great a for big us. ass duck in voltini fucking rolled duck (laughs) anyways but it's just like it's like there you know we're not going home for christmas there's just all this like crazy heaviness well and it's (sighs) also like this looming thing like i think we're all in this state i don't know we've talked about this before but like the idea is like human beings like the one like one of the ways that we are super deficient is we just have a really hard time wrapping our heads collectively around an existential threat yeah it's like why we're just killing the planet and like, yeah but we're not gonna really like now we're at the point where like we have to inv- like invent carbon sucking machines because <laughs> we can't stop they're like okay well this is not gonna work we have to just start thinking about what is going to be mitigating the issues like as they are exploding in our yeah. faces right and i think that is this huge thing you know, it's obviously this huge thing with COVID. It's this huge disaster is looming, but it's been looming for so long. Yeah. And even though eight months is not that long, <laughs> right. all of a sudden it's like, I'm done with this. Like yeah. I've spent more time deciding whether or not I'm going to dye my hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I've spent more time like preparing for like a trip to Europe. Yeah, you know, right. like eight months. It's not that like, it's just like in terms of occupying your mind and thinking about it and like yeah, planning yeah. and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. This thing has been looming. Yeah. And if you're lucky, which we have been relatively, you know, some of like a lot of us are in these weird pockets, you yeah. know, we're like, we are not as of yet, you know, in the zone of like, I have to go to the hospital. Yeah. I can't get in. Yeah. Everything is crazy and chaotic. The actual worst case scenario of this is like, obviously like the worst thing we've ever lived through. Yeah. Right. But if they promise it for eight months, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's bad. I'm just saying yeah. like this weird, like my, my rat brain is just like not, fully like engaged in this yeah right and it's just the weirdest thing like i'm not in a panic but my brain is telling me like you're you're like you should be way more like worried about this like where's your adrenaline well i will also the other thing too is i uh, this is connected i hate to say it and i was zooming with my family and they're all on one page and i'm on a different one i am not optimistic about the vaccine 
I think if you read more and more reports, it just seems like, okay, maybe it's around the corner. I just not going to count that chicken until it's completely hatched. But being pessimistic about it feels such like a natural place to be for me that I feel like my rat brain should be more like desperate about that pessimism or something. You know what I mean? Like should be like, you know, like, uh, like, like I really want the vaccine, like please get us this vaccine. And instead I'm just like, nah, it probably won't work. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is something wrong with this. I mean, just for the record, yeah, we both want the vaccine to work. Of course. <laughs> we both know how serious this is. Like it's right, more course, about like this idea of like what you know versus like how you feel when you're locked in an apartment with nothing to do yeah. except like do little house projects and foster cats and watch TV. <laughs> yeah. Like we're just like, okay, we're just waiting for the other shooter to drop, yeah. you know, <sighs> money to run out. It's like, like all of the restaurants are shut down again. Yeah. It's like that was, you know, it's just the work is gone. You know, it's just very, it's just weird. I think we're all saying it like the end of the world is just like, we're just sitting around just going like, God, this is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, if things do go the way they're saying it's going to go in terms of hospitals being overran. And I guess now we're in this weird limbo where we're going to see how bad the numbers are after Thanksgiving, because by all like accounts of traveling and airport flow and all this stuff, it seems like people definitely went and had like Thanksgiving trips and got together oh, with multiple sure. people I know and people all this stuff. Do. Right. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. people that I love and respect. <laughs> yeah. Right. Who like flew across the country. <laughs> yeah. Right. I just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like that's so, definitely something I'm just going to keep to myself. <laughs> so we're just going to be in this, we're in this limbo to see what those numbers end up looking like, you know, and then, then we could have, um, you know, some sort of really intense shutdown and then we got to prep for it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of prepping for a lockdown, we did get a very funny voicemail. Hey, guys, it's Natalie. I just got done listening to the COVID Thanksgiving episode, and I totally laughed out loud when you guys were talking about what you were thankful for and that Nick was thankful for. Um, you guys finally got through all of the terrible toilet paper that you bought at the beginning of the pandemic. We also ran out and... Just grabbed what we could uh, way back when at the start of this whole cluster. And uh, we got so much of it, and it was just the absolute worst. Even our eight-year-old was just like, why do we have to keep using this? It sucks. It just keeps tearing. So, anyways, been there. Also thankful, thankfully, the Thanksgiving that we just made it through all of that terrible toilet paper. And now we've got some two-ply in the house. So, all right. Talk to you guys later. Love you. Oh, Natalie. Thank you. I feel like we I feel like we get a nice Natalie voicemail like once a month. It you makes know? my whole day. It's so great. <laughs> Y'all, you know, it's like we say call. We say leave a voicemail. Yeah. We got a couple handful of people who always, always do. <laughs> yeah. We got another one coming up, too, from a uh, repeat offender. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as soon as this podcast gets big, we're just going to like be doing like and here we're gonna do the Natalie segment. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You're gonna be like, there's gonna be so many people calling in. It'll be crazy, but we'll always like run a Natalie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, also, by the way, I did find uh, some of our horrible old toilet, the horrible uncomfortable toilet paper stuffed in the corner of the closet. Did you do that? Did no. you know it was back there? No. Uh, we're definitely not out of it. 
I found a second stash. But I'm just now that's emergency for lockdown number two that might be happening. Do you think we're gonna do anything different? Because if like back in March when we first locked down and no one knew what was going on, we were pretty damn locked down, and that we might be headed towards that again. Yeah, we bought like uh, some art supplies I was trying to get that I didn't want to pay Jeff Bezos for. Yeah. And like, I mean, when the first lockdown happened, we spent so much money on groceries. Like it is like a shameful amount. It's just really so We just were like, we're going to die. Like I had like, I had like frozen shit. I I mean, I had so much. I mean, I think we, yeah, we just did. And then we gained like 15 pounds. (laughs) Yeah, right. I was like, we got to make sure we're fed. It was like nothing to do. Yeah, right. We just sat around and ate and drank for like, I don't know. The first three months were a blur. <laughs> right. So this <laughs> this next lockdown will not be that. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try to rein that in. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think this next like okay, we'll definitely only have good toilet paper. That's a promise. I also learned some things. What? This is maybe dumb, and maybe people know this, yeah. but canned tomatoes, like whole canned tomatoes, awesome shelf like shelf stable veggie fruit yeah. thing, and frozen spinach is awesome to have around. I don't think I ever really got into frozen vegetables. Yeah. And we've been buying like big bags. It's like 99 cents. It's all like washed, cut and blanched. And you just add it to everything like pasta, you know, like sauces, soups, beans, like eggs. You just add it into everything. All of a sudden I'm eating like. I don't know, 80 pounds of spinach a week. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's and like great. saving like $400 a month on and, our veggie bill. And it's, you know, it's stable, you know? Yeah, so like right. if you're really feeling like, well, I just want to have some like lucky, like I just want some things in the fridge in case like going to the store becomes like at the beginning of the pandemic when yeah. it was like you're waiting outside for 40 minutes or an hour yeah. to get inside and right. everything's sold out and like right. rationed. At least it was like that in that way. Like that's, I was like, oh, okay, well I've learned that Yeah. this time around, maybe less pop tarts and more frozen spinach, you know, yeah, yeah. that that's like, a, <laughs> that's my, my goal for that. Uh, too bad. We never even bought pop tarts once, but now that you say pop tarts specifically, that's all I can think. I want, I that just so want burritos. Right now. I don't know what's happening. Today. I was like, I want burritos so bad. I think, I'm going to die. I want a burrito more than anyone's ever wanted a burrito. Uh, well, I am excited about this. Uh, well, I almost said I'm excited about this next lockdown. <laughs> it's not what I may mean to say. I'm just saying we have uh, armed ourselves with some fun projects to really uh, dedicate ourselves to. So that's good. I felt like the first one we were so blindsided. We were just like, what do we do? Let's do like three hell in your 30s episodes a week. And, Which you was know, the most. Fun. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And now that we've had a time to collect ourselves, we can move forward with some purpose. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's I know. True. <laughs> we'll probably just keep watching TV. <laughs> and now, oh, my, I guess it's become a staple of the Corona Diaries. We've got cat updates. Yes, we do. Listen, we're going to talk about COVID for two seconds. Just kidding. 15 minutes. But now, you know, we're going to let that go and just really focus on what's happening is within these four walls. That is and right. guess what's happening? We got the funniest 
fattest, dumbest cat. <laughs> We're fostering a new cat, but I think it's important to say that our earless wonder drummer, aka Otter Pop, got adopted by the coolest couple. Yeah, they're so nice, and they love her, and they've sent an email, and they think she's the perfect fit. Yeah, she's just a weird little monster she was such a joy oh, i loved her so much and they this couple like works at home and they have another cat and they just wanted a, a friend for the cat and when we had otter pop running around i was like this cat wants a friend like yeah. it needed another cat yeah so i'm just like so happy it feels so good and he, what he said that email yeah, you know. <laughs> i was like i want all the foster people to send us emails and let us know how they're doing i know nobody's done us any i know they just cut us out of their lives like we don't exist in the fabric of this animal's past we you love know? them we love them okay so this new cat okay her okay. name is lucy aka juicy lucy we call her juicy lucy she's about the size and weight of a large pumpkin she has a head that's shaped just like a pitbull head yeah. <laughs> yeah she's she's got a little square flat face i keep thinking i keep saying she looks like a bloke who got like beat up in a pub and <laughs> England or something like her nose looks kind of smashing and her ears kind of ganked out, you know, like she's she she took a blow early in life. Well, we have no idea. She's five years old. So she's yeah. the oldest cat that we fostered. We have no idea what her background is. It's five is old for like these foster cats because so she's got to be probably a surrender. That's what we're guessing. Yeah. Like, you know, like some of these younger cats, they're just like found and then yeah. passed around to different people and then put in the shelter and right. they live in the shelter for a few months yeah it's like they you know so when we got drummer she was uh eight months ish and yeah. like you know that's not that old right um and then the rest of the kittens we've had have been much younger yeah like that. six weeks whatever six weeks yeah so this is like a cat that clearly has had a home at some point and was given away or given you know, like either lost or given back or whatever. This cat is the snuggliest cat. <laughs> it's unreal. I I was yeah. like, oh, a five year old cat that's been surrendered. She's sick. She's got right. like a. She's on medication. She's got a um, upper respiratory infection, so they wanted to get her out of the shelter right, right away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they don't know anything about her. She's fat as all hell. <laughs> I don't even know how she got back. She doesn't eat that much. Yeah, she doesn't eat that much. She also doesn't move that much. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she has tiny short legs. I she's, feel like how hard she purrs, though, must burn calories. I mean, all she does is purr and want, like, if you, okay, so first she wedged herself between the couch and the wall, and that was where she lived for a little while. Like, yeah. She had to get used to the house, and that was, like, her safe spot. Yeah. And if you walk over and pop your head over the side of the couch, and you're like, Juicy Lucy. Juicy. She's like, <laughs> she starts purring immediately. Yeah, she'll be like grumpy in the corner, and then you go pet her, and she just like starts snugging you so hard. It's insane. And she she's getting used to the house. She's not eating her stupid ass pills. So I have to get a different kind of medicine for her. <laughs> yeah. And she's not gonna like it because I'm gonna have to squeeze her mouth open and shove a, a dropper in there. But we cannot get her to eat these pills. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who can get a cat to eat a giant pill. God I, bless you. God bless you. you. Are, who are you, David Blaine, I mean, making the impossible come true? Our mothers gave us some pretty decent advice, but I think we just gave up after a certain <laughs> point. Yeah. She was just being so horrible because I think your mom said you can just shove it in her mouth. And I was like, well, then you have to choose like and then she was like, you have to like then guide it down her like throat. Rubber throat. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, 
listen, this is one thing about Juicy Lucy. She's big enough that if she was like, fuck your rules, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah, yeah. She would dominate It would us. be an issue for sure. Like when we first brought her home, I was like, oh God. <laughs> There's no way if she decides, like with Drummer, Drummer's this tiny thing. Yeah, right. If she's on the counter, I can be like, get off the counter. <laughs> yeah. She just hops off like a little fairy, runs away. <laughs> or, you know, like you want her to get if off Juicy Lucy's on the counter, you tell her to get off. She's looking at you like, you know how much effort it's going to take for me to <laughs> fall to the floor? I mean, Do you know the thump? Are you really sure you want to go down this path? with me you can't even she's too fat to get up on the counter anyway she's not doing that she can kind of get onto chairs she can get on the bed if you like with drummer you can kind of gently not push but like kind of gently sort of scoop her off of things like i mean juicy lucy is so (laughs) solid there's no way it has to be like (laughs) she is really vocal so she does that she's really gentle she hasn't done anything bad she's super gentle really tender like she gives you her belly yeah. you know it's really fluffy i had to get her out of a closet last night she was like in all her light equipment which she like is so excited to shred yeah like <laughs> she wants to murder that light equipment yeah. and i was trying to get her out and i was like okay i'll, I'll just grab her by like not you know you have to scruff them which was yeah. like grab them by the back of the neck and she's so heavy it's hard to like for me to reach like if i have <laughs> it's like if picking up a bowling ball like if she's stuck in the back of a closet, it would be like trying to pick up a bowling ball with your arms completely outstretched. Does <laughs> yeah. that make sense? Like she's yeah. so heavy. Yeah, yeah. You can't move her like you would a normal cat. Cause yeah. I have to like use my legs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I don't yeah, throw yeah. out my back. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, kind of like, okay, I'll scruff her and kind of like gently sort of pull her out of the closet. Cause she's too heavy for me to lift. Yeah. And <laughs> I swear to God, she's so easy and she's so sweet. That she'll come, you know, like I grabbed her like yeah, by a right. little scruff, not, you know, like gently. Yeah. And kind of tried to grab, drag her out of the closet. <laughs> and I just come over and as I'm coming towards her, she knows I'm going to move her. She just goes, ah, <laughs> and I grabbed her. <laughs> and I start pulling her and she just goes, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Well, now her and now her favorite thing is to sleep under the covers with us. This girl gets underneath the blankets with us. Yeah, it's last night. So her favorite thing is when it's time to go to bed, and if you're not in bed, she walks around the house yelling. (laughs) She's not like that. And then it's time to go to bed. Like last night, we stayed up. We were working on some stuff, and so we stayed up later, like a few hours later than we have been. And like right around the time we go to bed, she just started like. <laughs> start following you around. Yeah, look, look at me looking at the bed. Like, what are you? Are you going in there or what? And then we finally got in the bed, and she gets up, walks on my face, gets between us the pillows, yeah, buries herself underneath the blankets, and then wraps herself in a ball between us and underneath the blankets <laughs> in the bed. Just purrs like a like a like a like a washing machine, like a lawnmower. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, well, I am so happy because. You know, we loved Otter Pop and the way she was kind of devoted to us and followed us around and felt like a little guardian angel was really moving to me. Yeah. But you were like, I want to I want a lap cat that's going to love because she did because Otter did not like getting petted. No. Well, she liked in the morning. In the mornings. It was very medium. (laughs) Like we had this cat for 10 minutes and she already out purred Otter Pop. (laughs) She already got more petting than Otter Pop. She did a lap immediately. Like she did all the things that you were like, 
this is the one thing that I this cat that I love like doesn't do, which is like the cuddly yeah. kind of like, you know sweet like that sign of affection kind of stuff. And this cat is delivering so hard, and, and she's I, sick. You know, like yeah. she's sick and she's fighting this cold, and you can hear her snoring, <laughs> like when she's like. You know, just sitting in that, I was like working in the bedroom on this project, and I was just like, "What is that noise?" And I looked out, and she's just snoring because her little nose is stuffed <laughs> up. It's too much. She's so freaking cute, and like even being like in a brand new environment, she's five, so she's probably like grumpy about you know not being in her house, yeah, and having a cold. She still is like an angel. Yeah, right. Oh my god. All right. Oh well, my I God, I love her. <laughs> Fat, juicy Lucy. I'm scared. I just don't want her to know like how much she could wreck me. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like her claws are so big. It's just like ignorance is bliss with this cat. We just have to make sure we just have to keep her fed and lazy and dumb. Like she <laughs> she can't she's like she's like a you know the the AI, the artificial intelligence that we're just like, oh God, please don't turn around and rule us. I know. She would dominate our apartment so hard. I'm like afraid. I'm honestly like once she decides like if she gets like loose with it and yeah. it gets comfortable and decides like she wants to tell us something. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I could never get into her into a cat carrier she didn't want to get into. Like Drummer did not want to go into her carrier. Oh yeah, that was Drummer very weighs like 14 ounces. She's a yeah, tiny cat. Yeah. So I was just like, well, you're going in. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> get her in there. But this one is like, if she didn't want to go. I mean, imagine what we would have to do to get her into that carrier. Yeah, I'd have to put on some gardening gloves and a jacket. Yeah, and like a face mask. <laughs> yeah. And you'd have to, and it'd be like, she weighs like 40 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like wrestling. Uh, yeah. all so right. that's our good, that's a decent cat update. Yeah, that's our cat while. update. Okay, we're doing good. The Christmas season is upon us, so we are going to take this ad opportunity to shout out uh, some of our very good friends' business, Little Lights. These lights are gorgeous. Uh, They are handmade lights from Poland. Yes. They're for your children's room. And they're cute AF. So you can get like a little like giraffe and there's a, it's all like hand built this wooden like gorgeous lamp thing with all these little lights in it or a rainbow or a boat. They're absolutely gorgeous. Check them out at littlelights.us. These guys are the sole U.S. distributors of this uh, beautiful family business uh, from Poland. Check them out. Get your children some lights for Christmas or if you got a kid that needs them. You know, right? Or if you have an adult that's scared of the dark and loves elephants, <laughs> listen. There's lots of applications for a child's lamp. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, you get creative, guys. Buy the lamp and then figure out where to plug yeah, it. Yeah, that's in. right. That's right. Okay, that's it. That's who we're shouting out. We love littlelights.us. Back to the episode. Okay, so moving on. Stock market reached some sort of historical high today. It's I like, know. Well, not today, but like recently. Whatever, recently. It's so intense. Uh, it's so intense. It's just so intense. Uh, and we own stocks. And if you're, you know, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, <laughs> you will understand that we are going to be honest about something. 
that we don't know. I still don't know how the stock market <laughs> really works. Yeah. And then I asked my brother to, like, it's been a long like saga, right? Yeah, right. And multiple people have tried to explain it to me and I've bought several books and Nick and I have been going <laughs> back and forth. So we've definitely And tried. I read articles about it. And we own some stocks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Like, I have an account that has stocks in it. And I literally am like, well, push that button. What does that say? <laughs> like, I cannot. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't know what it is. My mind is just not letting me understand it. Yeah. But one thing that we've been blessed with is a string of listeners who have graciously called in to try to explain the stock market to oh, us. Oh, and, and this <laughs> voicemail is a doozy. Hey, what's up? This is Tevin, a.k.a. Inactive Barista. I'm real embarrassed, but I have been in the archive and, and I, I'm in the middle of listening to the library episode from September of last year. Okay. So I'm on a road trip and I'm really bored and I just wanted to, you know, hear y'all's voice. Love the Thanksgiving episode. Okay. You ask for people to call in and try to explain the stock market. Um, I am stuck in traffic in the middle of Ohio and my understanding of it, I know this is a uh, year late and a dollar short. Um, Okay, so you've got, you know, your stocks and your shares, blah, 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 blah. So something I've recently learned about was mutual funds, like in your retirement account. So I guess, you like, you buy a mutual fund and it has lots of stocks, but they, like, pick them for you, but they're, like, micro stocks maybe. Um, so I don't know if, like, the unit of a stock is, like, just called a stock, I guess, and maybe it's, like, $100 or something, depending on the company. But I think when you have a mutual fund, like the you pay you <laughs> I fucking know you uh pay for the mutual fund and the mutual fund people um like divvy out micro stocks or something um I don't know I also would like to know about how stocks work but I do not so you get this train wreck uh love you all bye Tevin, you are also a repeat voicemail uh, lever, and thank you so much. I just don't know if what you said is even remotely close to any sort of accurate truth. I don't know. I think it is. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. <laughs> Listen, all I'm going to say is, you know, boy, we're going we're gonna to keep your segment up. <laughs> the all minute right. we go famous, we've got Tevin's Corner. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <Okay>. love me. <laughs> so the economy, I, like, really do. I'm like always reading articles about it so here's some here are some uh headlines from uh the economy these days uh nasdaq s&p end week at new records highs black friday looks bleak at stores malls as shoppers stick to couch surfing <laughs> young adults face one of the most challenging job markets in generations how one of the reddest states became the nation's hottest weed market. <laughs> That's Oklahoma, by the way. All right, Oklahoma. Um, uh, NASDAQ hits record high as holiday shopping begins. Okay. I really like it when you read out loud. I know that you hate it when I, that I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a, this is also, I guess they're saying it's a NASDAQ and the S&P 500 notch new highs as investors bank on vaccine. So, we're going to try something. We are actually going to put our ignorance to the test and we're going to take a, a test your basic knowledge on stock market quiz. Okay. I want to say that, but I also just want to say something really quick uh -huh. just for the record. Yeah. I think it's just in this age where we know that like so much wealth has been transferred to billionaires during Trump's presidency. Right. Like the stock market doing well makes me 
it's like it means something so different to the average person. No, I've said like, it before and I'll say it again. Anyone who says uh, the the economy is doing well and if the, what they really mean is the stock market is doing well, don't trust that person, especially a politician. No, I mean, what I'm just saying it's like it's not a marker for the regular average person yeah, obviously right. yeah we know that but yeah. i'm just saying it because i want to say it. yes no it has nothing to do with the actual I, economy i just every time they're like oh the fucking the s&p 500 is up historical levels i just see like jeff bezos's spinning head yeah like, right. laughing like, yeah. like a batman villain <laughs> he's just like this is this is great. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Basic stock market quiz. You okay, ready for this? Ready. What do the bear and the bull stand for? A. The bear means stocks are falling and the bull means stocks are going up. B. They are signs that the stock market is open and closed. <laughs> C. The bear means stocks are rising and the bull means stocks are falling. No. The bull means stocks are rising. So a bear... The first one. All right. I think so. I. What do you think it is? No idea. <laughs> I think a bull market is when it's going good. You were right. <laughs> yeah. You were correct. Cool. Ah, I'm feeling better already, baby. How many types of stocks are there? Two, four, five, or eight? Oh, my God. <laughs> I have no idea. Four? I'm going to go with eight. All right. <laughs> Great. Ah, you were right. Four? I just guessed. (laughs) (laughs) Eight seemed way too many and two seemed like there's got to be more than two. What factors affect the stock market? Natural disasters, inflation, labor strike, terrorist attack, changes in oil price, internal reformation within the company, annual leave of CEO of a company. Oh, my God. I would say all of those. Right? Can you pick more than one? No. I th- feel like any of those would have to do with Well, I guess that. you technically can. I don't know how accurate this quiz is. <laughs> <laughs> I would say all of those feel like they could impact. No. I, uh, internal reformation within one company. Yeah. That was the correct answer? No. That's wrong, and it doesn't go down if a CEO takes uh, vacation. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which statement about blue chip stocks is correct? Oh, God. Earnings are used for reinvestment in order to maintain the growing trend of the stocks. No dividends. They are traded below its market price. The stocks are consistently profitable with a dividend payment. Oh, I have no idea. I think it's positive, though. I think it's maybe either the last one or the first one. I think it's the last one. All right. I've gotten every answer wrong. <gasps> I got it right. <laughs> the stocks so, are consistently profitable with a dividend payment. Okay, great. Nice. Yeah, because I think I knew blue chips was positive. Okay. I thought it was tech stocks. You thought blue chips were tech stocks? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Penny stocks refer to low price stock investments. These stocks are usually traded in the stock exchange. True. From Wolf of Wall Street. That's I, what he did, remember? I would say true. Ah! False. <laughs> oh, it's traded from shysters and uh, abandoned payless shoe sources. I don't understand this at all. Yeah. Oh, my God. Blank. Okay, these are getting harder. This is okay, go, no, no, let's, let's go, because this, okay. you know, this just reminds Blank us what we need to learn. Blank equips with the potential of a superior level 
of earnings in the future. The earnings are used for reinvestment in order to maintain the growing trend of these stocks. Therefore, growth stocks do not pay dividends. Blank equips with the potential. I, I don't even understand that on any level. What? <laughs> what did it say? You have to type it in. It doesn't have a multiple choice. Oh, hell no. Okay. Blank equips with the potential of a superior level of earnings in the future. IPO? <laughs> <laughs> That's a stock term. Initial payment offering or something? A, n- initial purchase offer? Growth stock. Well, this okay. is going downhill fast. <laughs> <Okay, great. laughs> I'm not sure how much longer I can do this. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, value stocks are usually traded below the market price. They are considered to have low-term potential growth because of the long-term growth of the company associated with the stocks. Is that a true or false thing? Yeah, I'll say true. Okay, true. I was crying. <laughs> I don't even understand these. Yeah. Right. Ah. Okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> what is this even for? Just to make you feel bad? Yeah, well, Who apparently apparently that's very basic beginner stock knowledge. <laughs> How many questions do we even make it through? Eight? <laughs> yeah, 15. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. So, you know, I'm learning slowly. Yeah, well. I don't know why I find it to be so complicated. I don't think it's like supposed to be not that complicated. Well, there's certain things that you just can't do. Like <laughs> yesterday... <laughs> I cooked us dinner, oh, and you so were upset. you were in the you were in the room painting with the cat, and I brought in your food. It was curry. It was fancy. It was nice. It was good. Simple, but kind of like very flavorful and kind of fancy. And you were like, "How are you feeling?" And I just realized that I hate cooking. <laughs> I was like, I think I hate this. You I hate you were cooking. Acting really like squinky. You sat down. You were like quiet, kind of tense. And I was like, Are you okay? And you're like, I. You weren't even doing. It wasn't even that much cooking. I know. I know. I know. It was just. And you were like, But you cook a lot, and you like things. I was like, I like making certain things. <laughs> I like making food sometimes or like putting together lunch for us or you know what I mean? Sometimes I, 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 I like contributing to the situation. You know, there's a lot of positive sort of all the things people say about why it's nice to feed someone and all that blah, 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 kitsch. Like I'm with that, you know, but <laughs> just something last night. It just felt like it was tearing my soul apart to cook this stupid tofu curry. I mean, it seemed a little dramatic. I'm not because saying it, it wasn't. wasn't hard and you made other stuff and you're total like you make roast chicken, which is way harder. And like butternut squash and pasta. Those like- things are all way easier than what I made last night. I couldn't figure out I was trying to fry the stupid <laughs> tofu in the pan. But then when I when I thought I had a good sear and I went to go turn everything over, it just stuck to the bottom of the pan so that when I turned each cube over it was now just a raw (laughs) edge of the cube of tofu so then i got it all out of there and i decided to put it in the oven right to get a little firm and then i started doing the vegetables in the pan but because of all those frozen vegetables that you mentioned they were all just steaming and then they were just sitting in a pile of thawed vegetable water and like (laughs) freezer ice crystals from the stupid spinach so that I just had this like soup going so then I had to scoop out all of the vegetables separate it from the liquid put that back in the tofu pan get that going 
pull the stupid toe. I had like eight. <laughs> I used every pan. I combined like all of our leftover rice into one. Bu- <laughs> so it was just like then I was eating the rice and the brown rice hadn't cooked the same as the white rice. <laughs> There's like different oh, textures no. of rice. I'm telling you, I hated it. So, uh, th- but of course it's dramatic as is our incomplete ineptitude when it comes to understanding how the stock market works. I think a lot of this is just um, stubbornness mixed with personality. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that everything in life? I know, I know. I wish it was more complicated than that. It's like, <laughs> I think I Googled how does the stock market work once. And then I was like, I don't understand this. Then I asked my brother and he explained it to me and I was like, I don't think... You, I was like, okay, so do it again, but explain it to me like I'm a small child. <laughs> and he was like, are you kidding? And I was like, never mind. <laughs> and then I bought like three books. I never read them. And like, that's like the extent, you know what I mean? Right, the, yeah, yeah. The trying. I know, because he'll be like, <laughs> you cook dinner like once every, I don't know, every other month or something or every six weeks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're like, it's impossible. <laughs> pumped to leave this voicemail I, mail i was gonna say memo i haven't left a voicemail in a long time right now anyways hi guys nick muriel my name is michelle longtime listener um my instagram is m Knopfla, but nick says m Knopfla, and that's fine everybody does but i had an idea for you guys and it's important so i figured i'd tell you so there's this movie called snowden and it's you know sam help me explain it you guys know Snowden. I don't know his first name. He's that, like, really smart engineer guy who, like, finds out all this shit in the government and blah, blah, blah. I don't need to explain it. Um, anyways, so it's on Netflix right now. I think it came out a few years back. But it is so bad. And the actors are so random. And poor Nicolas Cage is just fucking thrown in there, depressed as hell probably that he's in this role. And it is just the weirdest movie. We had to stop it three-fourths of the way through. We didn't even finish it. So, you guys should check it out. See what you think. Let me know if you actually watch it. If you don't, I don't um, blame you. But it's produced so poorly, and I think you guys would get a kick out of it. Anyways, love you guys so much, and look forward to listening to the newest podcast. Okay, bye. I love you, <laughs> Michelle. I love everything about you. I like your personality, and I like your movie recommendation, and I love your honesty about your level of knowledge about Snowden, <laughs> yeah. because I can relate to that so much. For sure. We listened to this message, and I was like, Nick goes, do you know who Edward Snowden is? <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. Like, there was a few times, like, do you remember, we, like, we've talked about I think we still might do this. Uh-huh. Do like something about like, are you smarter than a fourth grader? Yeah, you know, right, right. Mm-hmm. Where we try to quiz each other on things. Yeah. But then when we started pitching ideas for like questions and I realized how little I knew about geography <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the way the government works, <laughs> I was like, I can't put this on i can't yeah. put this on the internet or whatever yeah, right. <laughs> this is one of those things where i was like oh yeah snowden yeah yeah like you what were you saying blah 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 snowden, <laughs> yeah something, something. she's just like you know he was a smart engineer <laughs> something i don't i don't need to explain it <laughs> i was like i think his first name is edward yeah it i'm pretty sure it's edward snowden i think everything i know about him 
might also be Julian Assange or okay. something. Okay, so you tell me is. who you think Edward Snowden is. I think he worked for the CIA and he was a whistleblower. I think he was the one that kind of uncovered like how much the NSA really spies on like American civilians and our allies, like mm-hmm. government ally people that we're supposed to be friends with. I think we're spying on them all the time. And I think he's the one that was like, actually, the U.S. government is super shady. I feel but, like you're lying to me because you're <laughs> acting like you don't know who he is. I'm just you saying, hella know who he is. I don't really, How dare you? <laughs> Michelle and I are on one side of the room. You are on a completely different Well, also, side. but I want to say I could be really wrong. That's what I, I'm saying. My confidence, my confidence <laughs> level is not very high. All right. Well, you have a lot of things. Okay. I don't think that he's in the CIA. Okay. I think he's a whiz. So I'm like mixing. I'm doing the same thing. Uh huh. Julian Assange. Who I is that WikiLeaks? <laughs> I think he's WikiLeaks. Okay. Yes. So and also I think he's there's other shady things about him and he's yeah. like trying to like move around and and I don't know, but then Snowden. I think is a whistleblower uh-huh. and I think he's a government whistleblower, uh-huh. but I think that he's not a fancy guy. I don't think he's like an agent. Like a CIA <laughs> yeah, agent. Okay, I think okay. he's like a data processor for the uh-huh. CIA or something. Oh, like, like a that. pencil pusher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he was a mm, pencil pusher okay. or he might be a data, data person for like the army. I think he's like low level did this <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> what? what else do I think about Snowden? <laughs> I think he has glasses. Okay. I think he's young. I think he's blonde, but not Julian Assange blonde, who has like white blonde hair. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. And I feel like what you're saying about the NSA is right. I'm kind of mad you went first because I think I would have said something insane. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But I, my, I don't even, I was like, if I was put on the yeah, spot, I yeah. would be like, you know, I would just be like, <laughs> No idea. I always, I knew he was a whistleblower and I knew there was information. Yeah. But I think the NSA thing sounds familiar. Okay, great. Well, we're definitely going to watch this movie right now. I also love this message, Michelle, because (laughs) I got to be honest, I've always wanted to see this movie and I don't know that I've heard a lot about it, but I am surprised to hear that it was just like a complete shit show because it's, it has like this high pedigree. Like Oliver Stone is the director, you know, and it's like starring like, what's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt or something. The Boy, kid from I don't Third know Rock how you know Sun. all this. You say, oh, I don't know. I can't even remember. <laughs> you know so much about this movie. You know Oliver Stone directed well, I did it. Look- I've never even heard of this movie. <laughs> I also did look it up after we got the message just to get a little bit of information. Oh, so you cheated Our- your little ass off. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Our homie uh, Shailene Woody's in it. And... Uh-huh. Um, and I, I told that know- story right about how I waited tables. Yeah, yeah, you've told that story on this I, podcast. Well, anyway, if you've missed it, I waited tables and I waited on her. And then I walked up to her and I was like, oh, hey, I think we know each other. And she goes, maybe. <laughs> and I was like, I think so. Like, do you do? I was like, maybe it's like a comedy thing or something. She was like, I don't know. Maybe we did meet. She was like, we're meeting now. <laughs> Take my order, please. Yep. And then I took her order and walked back to the end of the room. And I was like, motherfucker. Woody. <laughs> <laughs> um. I've done I'm, that to like actually multiple famous people. I know, I know. I know. You're friends with everybody. Well, You're just a social butterfly. I think when I'm waiting tables, I'm just like, smile through the pain. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you're just like, hey, how are you? <laughs> um, I'm so excited to watch this movie. I, I'm just like, I'm really into it. So, well, it's supposed to be. I, I am particularly always 
entertained by uh like things that have a good pedigree that are disasters yeah right i just think they're very funny and then to like sit there and watch (laughs) it and be like how did you do this wrong it's like if you were watching a great chef with like lobster and truffle and like you know i don't know like Great, like foie gras, and like <laughs> yeah, all this shit. It just comes out looking like dog food. Yeah, or something. like, and you're just like, why did you do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like, it's just very funny. Because uh, I mean, we do that all the time. This was trending the other day. It's like not. You know, it's not an original thought on, on my part, but it's just so funny that MoviePass's big idea was that they were going to. The reason they thought MoviePass would make money is because they were going to give away free movie tickets, but they would collect all this information about what would be popular, what people wanted to see. So the movie that they made out of all of that conglomeration of information was that John Travolta movie Gotti, which was then the worst movie ever made. Oh my <laughs> God. I forgot about Gotti. You know, that sucks too. That dude, man, he's, he's, you know, he's a Scientologist. He's a weirdo, but I just feel like he got massacred I and know, later in yeah. life, you know right, what I mean? Like yeah. it's like, he should be beloved and he should be able to have like a chance at an Oscar. And all he does, like every year he comes out with his big, like magnum opus of, because he just did one where I think he played like a weird, like backpack bomber guy or something. Like he, I don't know, like he was like a domestic terrorist or something. And uh, that was supposed to be his comeback from Gotti. And everyone was like, actually this one's, really worse oh no <laughs> yeah, I, I know. didn't even hear about he, that i know exactly i think they're just they're just trying to save him from himself at this point i think he just he, i think he doesn't understand what his base energy is like his base energy is like dude from uh uh, uh pulp fiction yeah you know like kind of like a nerd like wants to be a badass right. bad timing well that was kind of saturday night fever yeah he's like i know desperate for that yeah it's right. like but then he now he's trying to play like cool guys yeah, you know what right, i mean like yeah. it's like you're not cool <laughs> you never were cool yeah, right. but if you were as lame as your movies and you use that to channel a cool character you know like make him do i mean he couldn't even do taxi driver he'd have to do something like what would be like a great role for him uh, I mean, there's probably t- like, I mean, he doesn't look the part, but he could be like Stephen Miller in the, in the Trump <laughs> administration or something. Or like, he could be fucking uh, Giuliani yeah, or something. Yeah, Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's like, I mean, I feel like he almost is like Mike Pence, you know, mm-hmm. like somebody who's like, um, has some sort of intensity and and desire about them but yeah. it's just like a failure on every level yeah right you know and also dangerous i don't know I right. my pets. okay anyways <laughs> he's gonna t- be the president you know <laughs> between like uh the i think he's gonna be the president between the electoral college uh-huh. and the inauguration oh right because is that what trump was saying is that if he's gonna leave as soon as the electoral people give their votes to biden he do you want to know like the big headline of today yeah. that made me laugh so hard? Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this. There is a Twitter <laughs> trend, hashtag trending. Yeah. It's called Diaper Dawn. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> which is <laughs> it's so messed up. Because he, he like he had a meltdown. He like yelled at this reporter for asking him a question. Yeah. Because he and he yelled, I am the president of the United States of America. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, like everybody is like, oh, like 
they set up this press conference. It's an inside job of resistors because they put him behind a tiny desk, oh, yeah, like yeah, an abnormally yeah. small yeah. desk, a little child's desk, in this yeah. giant room, and yeah. all the photo, like the photographers, are far away. Yeah. So it's like looks like a little boy at a tiny desk, and his makeup was really bad. Yeah. And then he screamed, "I am the president of the United States!" And now he's trying to be able to like repeal these laws that protect, uh, like, like um organizations like Twitter from being sued for content. So yeah. it's like a major, basically like he's trying to repeal laws that protect free speech and platforms that support free speech. Yeah. Right. Like, like they called him diaper Don and now all <laughs> on Twitter. He's like, we need to repeal, repeal Act one thirty two. Like yeah, right. having a complete meltdown. And everybody's just like, man, he should have just not been buying that tiny desk. I feel like he's sort of like <laughs> the movie pass conglomerate of presidents. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we've collected the information and we think this will work. And it just is that spectacular lobster foie gras fail that you're talking about. I know, about. except for he's still got all the rich people like billions of dollars. I know. Ah, <laughs> take a break, take a break. Okay. You know, we're going to take a break from this. Yes. And watch Edward Snowden. You know, uh, Trump pardoned Flynn. Maybe he'll pardon Edward Snowden. Oh, there, or maybe yeah. Maybe Edward Snowden's already pardoned and we don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. That could be true. <laughs> no, I don't think he is yet because I'm seeing a ton of like. Free that's, Snowden? Yeah. For like uh, they're saying Trump's like ultimate like um, F you to the libs would be to pardon Snowden and Assange as one final Why would that would be kiss. an F, F you? I thought that the libs like those guys. I don't know. I think it's, I don't get it anymore. I think if you're into like the whole, like the U S government should be like how it, you know, the solid, you know, presence on the global stage, then I think that you consider Snowden like a traitor. Cause you know what I mean? I think they're trying to use reverse psychology on him. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the Georgia runoff thing where they're like, don't, you you know if you really want to stick it to the de the Republicans, don't vote in the runoffs. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I feel like they're like, oh, please don't pardon Snowden. <laughs> oh, and he's like, well, I'm going to stick it to these libs. Uh, leave it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Michelle, because this is sh this is shutdown phase 12 or wherever we're at. We got to watch movies in the middle of the day to get through this. That's right, baby. You just gave us some nightmare fuel. I'm so excited. <laughs> right, I'm going to get educated. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Michelle, God bless you with that movie recommendation. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a stinker, man. That's a stinker. You are not wrong. We watched the whole thing. We really did. And uh, there's Muriel called it just the best thing. I don't know for people who are like into filmmaking or whatever. There's a uh, a principle called show don't tell yeah so like don't tell someone that the character is sad show the character being sad yeah. and this is like the worst filmmaking i've ever seen in terms of just telling all of the things of the whole like they didn't it was i don't even know where to start it's I like mean, it, okay so i think ultimately it is like the most boring movie <laughs> yeah. so that's like the first thing second all the women are written in the most offensive way possible. <laughs> yeah. It's like all they want to do is like, 
I don't know what they want to give blow jobs and like, <laughs> like just like like they're just like well what about you <laughs> it's like they're just like so bad and so boring or they're like I mean I think there was only two women in the whole thing right well there was our homie Shailene and just one who else oh I guess a documentarian lady but she wasn't much of a character yeah there was like like, yeah. There were two women, like older women, that had like three lines. Poor Nicholas Cage. <laughs> he had like four lines. It was just really bad. <laughs> Oliver Stone, it's so embarrassing. I mean, I guess we could. Okay. Also, the other thing that's happening is our battery is dying on our recorder. So we have to keep this <laughs> little, little brief. But, you know, okay. The thing is, is Oliver Stone clearly thinks Edward Stone is a hero. And that's such an uninteresting story to tell. It's so much more interesting if you show how his actions were heroic mixed with how he was a traitor. Okay, so anyways, also... I mean, there's lots of... I feel like there are good critiques yeah. of, like, the movie. That's a good critique. Yeah. But fundamentally, it's really boring. The women are written in the most... I'm so mad about that. Those yeah. dialogue lines. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. She's like, what do you mean? I'm just a sassy liberal. Like, they're literally <laughs> yeah, right. like the dialogue is so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. And I'm like, how did a grown group of men, Oliver Stone, that's it? That's, yeah, what, right. that's what you think she talks like? Yeah, it's right. the dumbest thing. And then also, the show don't tell thing. Yeah. The only things that you get to see are the most boring parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah, so right. like Shailene Woody, Woodley is like the only woman in the film, the girlfriend, the worst written character I've ever seen in a movie, <laughs> except for maybe Transformers. Like that really <laughs> weird subplot where like that guy was trying to date like an underage girl. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> <was> like what? <laughs> it's about like borderline Transformers band. Yeah. And the only the movie's ninety percent of them fighting. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like have like a couple fighting poorly. Yeah, it's right. just like it's like and then the whole end part where he's like, you know, moving to Russia and like doing all this crazy shit and like reunites, you know, like the whole like aftermath. They just tell it a voiceover with <laughs> or, or like with subtitles and then photographs of actual Edward Snowden. It's like, that's the only reason why we're watching this stupid <laughs> yeah, movie. Right. Why do you think we're watching it? To watch dramatizations of him fighting with his girlfriend because he's a bad communicator yeah, and she's an idiot <laughs> oh my god like, you don't uh, even care about me i'm alone <laughs> like, nobody cares about uh, this like literally so great anyways yeah yeah it was interesting and he, he yeah, did work for the cia he did work for the cia he was a computer geek and he exposed to the world how uh, crooked the Obama Biden administration was. All right, uh -huh. so that's good. And um, <laughs> but our shit is dying. So we're gonna I'm, okay. This is how we're gonna end this. Uh, we're how we're gonna end this episode because guess what? We're still watching TV, but we can't do a whole. We can't can always just be talking about what we're watching. But we're gonna try something different. What? Muriel, I invented this. It's okay. called the 20. Second rant? I 20. I went down to 20 second okay. rants. So Muriel is going to rant for 20 seconds about things we've watched recently. Okay. I don't know if there'll be recommendations. I don't know what's going to come out of her mouth. I don't either. Okay, I don't here even we know go. what you're going to say. 20 to me. seconds. Ready, okay, Muriel? Ready. Okay. Things we've watched recently. The new Borat movie. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. I liked it. And it shows Rudy Giuliani legit trying to take his penis out of his pants. You should watch <laughs> it because he needs to you need to know what kind of a person that is. 
I thought it was pretty funny and I love that he had a daughter and there was a good chick in it. Yeah. And uh, I was surprised by it. Okay, good. What did you think about it? I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was really funny. Uh, I know. I actually wanted to not like it then ended up loving it. Okay. Uh, I mean, it was okay. making us laugh really hard. <laughs> yeah. It was also like literally the dumb, turn off, fool. The dumb like storyline of it was actually really good also. Like the fiction, like the him doing the pranks on people, like, I love that sometimes and other times it's just is like, like grading to me and annoying and like how dumb are conservatives? Let's trick them or whatever. And it's like a lot of times the, I don't know, whatever, but the actual storyline of it, I thought was totally like fun. And well, I thought the, that the actress that he got was really good. Yeah. I she liked was great. Her. And yeah. the weird period party thing at the dead cop ball was <laughs> outrageous. Okay. 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 okay, okay next okay, one. Okay. okay. The Netflix competition show, a, a reality competition show about makeup artists called glow up. This is a great show. Watch it. Glow Up is a show about uh, a bunch of weird British people who constantly cry and hug each other, <laughs> who do like high-end makeup. And it's so funny and so great. And you'll learn so much about makeup and you'll watch it and be like, that's really bad. And then they <laughs> Oh yeah, wait, wait. I have to say the last thing. We said this before, but what? the lead lady in it, her catchphrase is ding dong ding dong <laughs> double ding dong you're gonna hear a double ding dong <laughs> she's just like <laughs> ham fisting this catchphrase <laughs> that's my favorite part it's okay. so good all right great moving along we got the american netflix reality competition show next in fashion oh my god you've gotta watch next in fashion it is heartwarming it is delightful i like i don't know i loved it did you love it yeah, I got completely into it. Same with the glow up thing. You, I get into that stuff. I'm like, this is dumb, and it just feels like good background. Like I don't have to care stuff. And then three episodes in, suddenly I have opinions on makeup and like <laughs> high end dresses. Nick was just going off like, I just hate these shoulder pads. Look so bad. <laughs> well, also I was getting really upset with Tan from the yeah, guy from Queer like Eye who was hosting he did this one. Job. He did an okay job, but I just hate how he's always telling people to be confident in this way. That's like he doesn't respect people for who they are. He just wants them to like have some superimposed version of what being confident is. I, th I think he's hella basic and I think he pushes um, really mainstream deadening points of view onto people that I, I don't agree with. Nicholas. Uh, <laughs> I think he also lied about that one. I could go off, but I won't. Nicholas. Okay. Okay. Nicholas. okay. Um, oh, I don't know the name of it, but the British show about the best home cooks. Okay, so this is Mary Berry's new vehicle. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's called, I think, uh, Best Home Cooks or British uh, or Brit Britain's Best Home Cooks. Eight seconds left. Okay, it is so good, and they're all really bad cooks, except for like three of them, and it's so funny to watch people do that. <laughs> okay, great. It's so good. If you like Great British Baking Show, you should watch it because it's super wholesome, and they're all nerds. <laughs> okay. And, I'm sorry. One more thing. What? Mary Berry got like some sort of like get him up shot for this because she is like a really really good energetic host. Yeah. Like on Great British, I was like, I think you should let her go home and take a nap. I think it's whatever they're giving Joe Biden every time he has to make a speech. Nick! <laughs> okay. All right. How about um uh we've only watched I think one and a half or maybe two and a half episodes. The Amazon original about superheroes called The Boys. Boo! That. That show sucks. I'm sorry if you like it, but that show is weak as hell. 
I would not be watching that show. Another one where the dialogue for the women is just like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Every scene really does feel like a level three improv scene. It's, it's really the worst kind of like emotional reactions to things and the worst kind of like fake awkward acting. And people are like, oh, no. Okay. Like, it's I mean, just really bad. The worst thing that ever, in my opinion, yeah. is dialogue written by some dude that like is has a fantasy about a sassy woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's like, this is like, like, it's like that Kevin Smith thing or something. It's like, you just write, or the manic pixie dream girl thing. Yeah. You just write someone who's like, oh, what are you talking about? You love Billy Joel. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I can't wait to have sex with you. Like, <laughs> like they're just like the set. Like, it's like the worst writing for someone when you can listen to it as a woman and know no woman would ever talk like that. But every like dude's fantasy is a woman that would talk like that. <laughs> okay, feminism enough. I'm over it. Your it's timer so went bad. Up. I hate it. Okay, great. Uh, the Lin Manuel Miranda episode of the documentary series on Netflix called Sound Exploder. You talk about that one. Uh, it's the best. Okay, we <laughs> canceled our Disney Plus subscription. We're not, so I'm not watching Hamilton anymore. But. There is an episode of Song Exploder, which is Lin-Manuel Miranda breaking Dan down how he wrote um, Wait For It, the Aaron Burr song from Hamilton. And it is, I, I, it's just like cry, sob town central. I love that stupid episode. I honestly, it was some of the best like additional footage or whatever, like bonus supplemental m yeah. material for something I've seen in a really, really, really long time. My favorite takeaway from it is yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda saying that after like listening to Burr, like bring down the house on Broadway, like every night, yeah. he was like, I think I chose to play the wrong part. After that, I realized I shouldn't have been Hamilton. I should have been Burr. And it's like, he literally could never pull off Burr <laughs> yeah, in right. his whole life. Like if yeah. you're, I'm sorry. I know this is a little insider baseball, but like <laughs> my my opinion is that he cannot sing that well and he really can't dance that well and Burr is like the most phenomenal dancer like if you watch the stupid play it's like he's jumping off of tables and they're like ripping the tablecloth off and then he's doing like swing jive and like <laughs> shouting to the rooftops <laughs> like Hamilton like the Lin-Manuel Miranda could not do that. No, he. there's no way he And could. it's really funny that he's like, oh, I just picked the wrong party. should have been Burr. <laughs> I should have been it's like, Burr. like, boy, you know you had to yeah. play Hamilton. That's how I feel sometimes sitting in my uh, apartment and be like, oh, I picked the wrong job. I should have been a major league pitcher. <laughs> Won a couple Cy Young awards. Okay. You'd be so good um, at that. I know, because uh, I have the mind frame. It's really... It's 95% mental, baseball is. Okay. Oh <laughs> um, our final one, without giving away too many spoilers, Muriel, how did you feel? We just watched the finale of the latest season of The Great British Baking Show. Oh, okay. Well, the thing that made me cry... Oh, I can't. Why well, can't reveal anything? Okay, just spoil. Okay, you guys skip if you'd want. Well, know. one thing is that in the finale, usually they have all their families, but this time they like did a huge thank you to the crew that had been like housing everyone in the bubble. Yeah. So they like thank the hotel and everyone who worked there, and in the cast and cr the the crew that like yeah. worked on the show, and it was so heartfelt. And it was I have not seen that in any other show. Like yeah. no one else has like really done this like heartfelt thank you. And like, you know, really like celebrated with the people who made it happen. Yeah. And I just thought that was, honestly, I was like, I'm 
I just was like, this is what makes people like have pride in their country and like feel like, you know what I mean? I was like, I felt patriotic watching Great <laughs> British Bakery Show. I was like, we do this for each other because yeah. we care about each other and we celebrate being in the bubble and we celebrate the sacrifices we make and we like are grateful for each other. You know, it's like that like messaging. I was just sitting there going like, oh my God, like, being an American right now, it's really hard to feel patriotic. Yeah, right. You know, it's like, it just feels like we're fighting and we don't care about each other. And I was watching this and I, I know that Britain's going through the exact same thing. Right, They have course. like a dumbass prime minister and they're having this like wave of populism and they just split from the EU. You know, it's like, obviously right. they're doing really not that great. <laughs> yeah. But watching that show, I was like, that's why can't we be like that? <laughs> That's how I felt watching The Crown. Oh, we didn't do The Crown. Okay, we really do have to finish this. But um, I will say that Muriel and I have spent uh, a lot of fun nights casting our different like group social groups and families it's as who is who in The Crown. And the only thing I feel comfortable sharing uh, publicly is that I think Muriel is a queen and I am Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Thank, thank you for listening. And thank you so much to everyone who left us voicemails. Please continue to do that, people. We love it. Yeah, that's right. You'll be a star. <laughs> uh, also, remember to leave a five-star review if you haven't done it already. <laughs> it's been a really long time since so we've gotten one. But you know what? We know you're listening. Yes. So we see the numbers. We and see guess the numbers. what? I clicked on a random podcast I had never heard of before just to see like randomly how many reviews they had. 36,000. <laughs> we have 175. You can do it. You can do it. I know there are at least a thousand of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Okay. We love you guys. Take care. And, um, Be you know, safe. long live the queen. Okay. Imagine a podcast. Now, imagine a musical. Now, imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it because it's real and it has a name. One million musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One million musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.